Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. during that segment is everybody okay i'm still recovering how are you are you sweating i was getting lightheaded i want to slap your butt cheek wow how do we have that drop (laughs) where did that come from (laughs) that was a maniacal laugh too at the very end of that just have zero clue where that came from i mean i thought that was more dynamic producing but you seem offended do i need to put my sunglasses on or are we okay uh, I don't think any of that makes sense like you hoped it would. I'm not offended. <laughs> it was still a surprise to hear that sound bite. Uh, Big Cat Dan wrote in the Garage Door Guru text line 704-570-9610. Neil before, uh, Neil before Zod, LOL. Uh, Casey Steve wrote in, General Zod literally got tricked into losing his powers in that movie. <laughs> Dude is an idiot, LOL, <laughs> saying he's not the best villain of all time. He or even a, close he to has it. so many great quotables in that, man. especially when they told him that Superman was going to stop him. And he said, who is this imbecile? Um, that was my favorite. 980 number. Now, we have a couple of texts asking about black superheroes. 980 number said, does Shaft count as a black superhero? No. He's a bad mother. Oh, thank you for coming in. Right, I was about to say. Say it. Mm. You don't think so? He's not a superhero. I I guess the guy's in the 70s he was, but... (laughs) (laughs) A complainer in chief wrote in that Spawn is the greatest black superhero movie ever. Wes, do you agree or have you seen Spawn? Yeah, I've seen Spawn. Do you like it? I haven't. Uh, Yeah, I mean, we know you haven't seen any of the superheroes. That's correct. You don't like superhero or action movies. I mean, I don't know. I I like some superhero movies. I mean, you think they're just okay. Dark Knight is phenomenal. I mean, both both the 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 back two of that series are fantastic. So is Batman Begins. Yeah, see, and I like Batman. Yeah, that Begins. whole trilogy was hard, but it's my least favorite of the three. Yeah, same here. It's it's people love Batman Begins, but it's, it's also dope. not as good no, as the other dope. two. All three of them are A's in my opinion. Uh huh. But Dark Knight is an A plus. To me, uh, Begins is a I'd say probably just a solid A, and then. Um, Dark Knight Rises to me is a A as well. All right, so we're getting some news here, apparently. And, okay, so we've got some pretty important news. I'm opening up my phone. We have people writing in saying we have something breaking, and I'm trying to figure it out right now. Get the sound. Um, I'm still looking for it. It looks like, okay, you got it, Fitty? I've got it. All per right, here we go. Kyle Bailey, per Ian Rappaport, the Carolina Panthers have found their new head coach in the manner of Frank Reich. Frank Reich is going to be the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers. It's been a long journey. After what Scott Fitterer told us as the general manager speaking to media, that it was going to be a quick search, that there was not going to be a ton of candidates in this pool, well, that would end up not being true. Eventually, we saw within the last 24 hours that it came down between two different candidates. It was going to be between Steve Wilkes, who had gone 6-6 six and six as the interim head coach after Matt Rule was fired, and it was the players and maybe even the fans' choice between him or the offensive-minded Frank Reich, who was previously the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, who actually just got fired this year, not unlike Matt Rule, who allowed Steve Wilkes to get this interim job. Frank Reich, your new head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Wes, what do you think about the move? I mean, we saw it coming. We've been talking about it all morning. As I said, when I saw... 
that the um, when Josina Anderson said that they had already started to work on the staff, I said, oh, it's a done deal. So I'm not surprised in the least. I think it's a good move. I hate it for Coach Wilkes. I know he had high hopes to get this job, and that really stinks, especially it's such a dream scenario for anybody, you know, who grew up in a town and started their career in a town and then or a city and then have an opportunity to become the NFL head coach. So, like I said, I, I really hate that for him. Uh, but for the Panthers, you know, I think it's a solid move. But, I mean, it better work because – Bringing in a coach who was fired on such a, and there it is right there on the NFL now as well, uh, you know, bringing in a head coach that was fired at his previous stop when this to me is, this just feels so seismic in the history of the Carolina Panthers because I feel like they're at a crossroads at this point. And so, uh, as I said, we're going to find out a lot about Frank Reich and we're going to find out a lot about this uh, organization. So, uh, better work, but I'm not surprised, and I hate it for Coach Wilk. So the Panthers dropped an article, Darren Gant writing it as well, on Panthers.com at 2 o'clock precisely. And this is how it begins. The Panthers are trying something new while going back to the future at the same time. The team agreed to terms with Frank Reich to be the sixth head coach in franchise history on Thursday, which will make him the first coach here with an offensive background. And that background as a both a player and coach made him an appealing choice after a stint in Buffalo as the backup who led the Bills to what was at the time the biggest comeback in NFL history. He came to Carolina in 1995 as the first starting quarterback in franchise history. Darren Gant also writes that Reich won a Super Bowl ring as an offensive coordinator with the Eagles in 2017. Remember the transition from Carson Wentz MVP campaign until he gets hurt. Then Nick Foles takes over. We see Nick Foles win and beat the goat. That is Tom Brady. Gant also writes he spent the last five years as the head coach of the Colts going 40 33 with one tie thrown in that record in those five years that he did coach the Colts quarterbacks that were a part of his system. Peyton Manning to Philip Rivers to Andrew Luck. Plenty more we can dive deep into here. 61 years old, brings credentials as an offensive play caller to a place looking for stability at the quarterback position. And we've been looking for it ever since Cam Newton was no longer the permanent starting quarterback of this roster. I like Frank Reich. I think he did a good job for the most part with the Indianapolis Colts. And there are still some decision-making problems that I have with him. But you have seen him go through success with different QBs. You talk about just working with Peyton Manning, wanting that wealth of knowledge. That's impressive enough. But also having worked with Phillip Rivers and having success with the Chargers as far as an offensive game plan goes. You have one year of Andrew Luck and you would not get QB stability ever again with the Colts organization. Andrew Luck retires immediately. Jacoby Brissett. Then you move on to Phillip Rivers. You go to Carson Wentz. Then you have the ghost of Matt Ryan, just like you did with Phillip Rivers. You have to switch to Sam Ellinger. Didn't work out. He gets fired. You got to figure out the quarterback position. You got to give this guy a chance to win and have long-term stability as that head coach. But I don't mind Frank Reich being this head coach because of some of the background and some of the things that he's done. And we'll see exactly how it goes for David Tepper in the second choice he's made at HC. And I'm a pretty good lip reader. I was just reading uh, Colin Cowherd's lips, and it looks like he said this is a really, really good hire uh, for the Panthers. Uh, the one thing I said, and I say that to say, uh, one thing I did say about Frank Reich, even though he was fired, you didn't really hear anybody say that he deserved to be fired. A lot of people were upset uh, about what happened in that situation. And then when you look at Jim Ursay's background and some of the things that he's had, 
and his past, not the greatest decision maker personally or professionally. So uh, I think that when you look at that, you look at the quarterback situation that he had was kind of stuck in a lose-lose type of situation. So I think that, you know, for him to get a second chance, I'm, I'm not mad at it. Like I said, I just hated the most, like I said, for Coach Wilkes. But, you know, I'm not mad at this situation as far as I don't think he deserved to be fired by the Colts. So with that said, with them bringing him in here, he's got some good tools to work with to get the ground running. And this also has a bit of a story, too. Former Panthers player, he was here when the Panthers were brought in as a franchise completely. So uh, this is a it's a nice story in that aspect, too. You, I think you would have a good story either way it went with Coach Wilkes being a hometown guy or Frank Reich being a former Panthers quarterback. So here we go. Step up. Get ready. A lot of people in the text line, and you can feel free to share your thoughts, share your comments, 704-570-9610. That is how you can contact us via the Garage Door Guru text line. But there's quite a bit of people saying that they hate it for Wilkes. There's one fan that wrote in, and I'm trying to get to all of them. A lot of people are writing in right now, but there's quite a few of uh, quite a few listeners that are saying, They'd rather have Steve Wilkes that you have to hate it for the coach that did go 500 with a roster that was not built for him and something he didn't game plan for as the head coach because he was on the staff at this point. One even defensive coordinator, right? That was Phil Snow. And then Steve Wilkes was named as the interim coach by David Tepper once they decided to let go of Matt Rule. Um, you're getting a lot of text in here. Delvis the Rock saying Frank Reich, a bunch of question marks, bunch of exclamation points. That's some BS. Uh, you know, a granny Pat, I, I feel sorry for, for Steve Wilkes. How do you expect the reaction to the fan base here as I don't know if it's quite 50, 50 from what I'm seeing. Oh, I think it's going to be an overwhelming majority that wanted uh, Steve. they don't want to see this. They wanted Wilkes to get this job. And as I said before, you know, I, I know some people don't want to hear, but from the players aspect, you know, they are going to look at this as Frank Reich being a fired head coach. They are going to look at this as a as a racial situation. Another black coach catching a, you know, a bad deal again where he did enough with the situation that he had and it still wasn't good enough uh, to get a job. So, like I said, Frank Reich is going to definitely step in under the microscope. Any head coach is, but for sure from this fan base. And uh, from the players as well, the players are going to be looking at him with the side eye, you know, when he comes in as well until they see that, you know, that sure. he's legit. And I, and I think that he is. And I think they're going to figure out quickly that this guy knows his stuff and that he is a good head coach. But I just think from a public perspective, the fans, they're certainly going to be scrutinizing him all the more because the guy that they wanted, the guy that the players wanted. I mean, and I think that probably did the most to I wouldn't say hurt. Reich's calls, but just the fact that you had Thomas Davis and and so many Panther legends, Greg Olson, so many guys co-signing Steve Wilkes, and these people are going to put more credibility into what they say than what they're going to put into what an owner thinks. And I think I saw something interesting. I forgot who tweeted this. I think um, what's his name? Catman, the the man that the fan, the super fan that oh, they yeah, have. Yeah. As he said that we're going to find out if. David Tepper takes advice or he just does what he wants to do. And so I think we're seeing that, you know, he was going to do what he wanted to do. And when we talked about interim coaches, all the stories weren't great. I, I believe it was two out of the last 10 years that got the job when we talked about this. Yeah. We saw Rich Basaccia last year with the Raiders go 7-5 and five and not get the job. So it isn't completely surprising 
But again, it was just so much going in his favor. There's so much that would have made this story so great. So you do hate it for Coach Wood. So this is what David Tepper is dealing with now. He went against hiring somebody that did go 500 with this team with a roster that I don't know if you could have expected much more. After Matt Rule was fired, I expected this team to continue to lose at a prolific rate. We were talking about the chances of this team tanking, and that didn't happen. And Steve Wilkes created an identity that this team stuck to. That matters in coaching. I am one that welcomes the advanced stats. I want to see an air raid offense. I want to have the sexy quarterback. I want all of it. I want all of the lights, the glamour that comes with an awesome, fun offensive system. But you didn't have a roster built for that. Mm -hmm. And what Steve Wilkes did was he came in and he said, this is what we can do now to give us the best shot to win games. Who did Sam Darnold play his best football under? Steve Wilkes and Ben McAdoo. Now, McAdoo's not going to be the offensive coordinator going forward. That was the change we wanted to see. But I don't think that's something that you discredit Steve Wilkes for. The fact that you got good football under Sam Darnold really for the first time in some kind of stretch of time for his career. We saw three games under Matt Rule, and then it was awful for Sam. Mm -hmm. We saw P.J. Walker. After the first game against the Rams, Steve Wilkes, scared to death to let him throw, adapted, and then P.J. Walker gave us the best quarterbacked game, individual game, that we had seen in quite some time against Tampa Bay, and they won that game to get us started off. That would be one and one for Steve Wilkes. And you're talking about a pressure-filled situation here for David Tepper because he got the first hire, Matt Rule, massively wrong. It went horribly to the point where we wanted him gone at the very end of last season. David Tepper kept him, and he lasted five games, Mm -hmm. and then he had to go. So you could have just stuck with the guy that got you 500, that had as many wins as... Matt Rule had, except with more opportunities, way more opportunities. And you also do have, you're talking about the racial aspect of this. When we talk about the benefit of the doubt, what this doesn't have to mean is that Frank Reich is a bad option. This doesn't mean that Frank Reich is a bad coach. It doesn't mean that only Frank Reich got this because he's a white head coach in the league. That's not what it means. But I think what happens is when you're a player that wants to see a black coach at the top of your organization and who you play for, When you have people that care about black coaches and minorities not getting the same opportunity as those white coaches, you talk about the very benefit of the doubt. Because as much as I like Frank Reich, Frank Reich is someone that also got fired from his previous job because it didn't go well there. And so who do we give the benefit of the doubt to? Mm -hmm. We give it to Frank Reich. And David Tepper did not give that to Steve Wilkes. And now you're talking about a guy in Wilkes who was not given a fair shot in Arizona that is not debatable. Not given a fair shot. And now here he actually, against all of the against all of the things that he was going against, or right? Against the against the deck, I should say, right? The cards not going in his favor. He found a way to have a five hundred record. It doesn't get the job. So yeah, I understand why people would be upset for Steve Wilkes, and I understand why Steve Wilkes himself would be upset. That was very well said by you. I can't add much more to that, but that is a situation, and it seems like, you know, a lot of times with African-American coaches in all sports, they get stuck with the worst situations and have to make, you know, lemons out of lemonade, and that's what Coach Wilkes was tasked with, and you would hope that Coach, uh, that, that David Tepper would see the potential in that, that, hey, if this guy can do this with this, then he can really, once he gets his hands on this organization, he can really turn things around and get us going. But it was not to be. And, um, you know, you can also point to the offensive background and him wanting to go that way as well. But like I said, 
it better be a hell of an offense that comes in here because if he comes in here running the football and and playing defense, then everybody's going to be looking around like, well, what did you bring him in for? Like, this offense better take off, and maybe you get a year mulligan with a new quarterback or whatnot to do that. But there's so many things, so many landmines, so to speak, speak for this but i know we're up against it and we're going to be talking about this yeah that's more. fine how about this we don't usually do this but it's a big time event happening in the city okay you have to open up the phone lines you oh yeah you let's go let's people? get it let's do it you can dial in and sound off on your thoughts and comments still the same number 704-570-9610 that's what you can dial to give us your thoughts and comments about frank reich being the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers as the team announced at 2 o'clock just 15 minutes ago. Again, sound off on Frank Reich being the head coach, 704-570-9610. That's what you can dial to come up on the next segment. Two more to go. Wesson Walker Sports Radio, 92.7 FM, WFNZ. It's Wesson Walker Sports Radio, 92.7 FM, WFNZ. The Carolina Panthers have announced they hired a new head coach. Frank Reich will be the head coach of your Carolina Panthers. We'll go to the phone lines now, 704-570-9610. We went there during break. Jimmy was the first to call in. A lot of people are dialing in to share their thoughts and comments. Jimmy, welcome to the program. How are you, man? Hey, how you doing, man? Thanks for having me. Absolutely, um, Jimmy. What's on you your know, mind? I was kind of shocked to hear the decision, man. Like, I was really wanting Steve Wilkes to get it. But looking back at, like, the resume, you know what I mean? Like, Steve Wilkes didn't really have much to go off of other than, you know, the 12 games that he did here in Carolina and the season in Arizona that didn't really go so well for him. But uh, I'm trying to remain hopeful and hope that, you know I mean, this is the best move for the Carolina Panthers. But if it's not, you know, with David Tepper being told from everybody else, you know, like go for Wilkes, he's going to have to wear this if it doesn't go right. Yeah, no doubt about it. Jimmy, excellent phone call. I want to get through these somewhat quickly. No disrespect. We just got a lot of people dialing in, but that was great. He's totally right. A lot of pressure on David Tepper's shoulders right now to get this right. And let's be clear. I like Frank Reich as a potential coaching candidate. I actually give him a lot of slack for what happened in Indianapolis and not being on him, but the team as a whole, not being able to give him a quarterback and also just not the kind of roster stability that you would hope for if you're the head coach. We've seen him adapt offensive systems to different quarterbacks, run heavy, pass heavy. I like that he's analytics driven and at least has that information a part of his resume. So I like all of that. You agree, though, that the pressure's on David Tepper, as Jimmy mentioned. Yeah. Like I said, this is a seismic decision for the Panthers. You have to find a quarterback. You have to find a head coach. One of these pieces seems to be in place. But with a fan favorite, a man of the people, is the guy that he got the job over. So that adds to it. All right, let's go to the phone line once again. I think we have Chris on the line right now, as it says on my screen. Chris, do we do we have Josh or Chris, Fiddy? Which one do we have? That one's Josh. My call screen on my end's down. Okay, no, no problem. So, Josh, what's up, man? Thanks for calling in. Hello, everyone. I um just calling in because I am a African American, and I did want Coach Wilkes to get the job after going six and six with the team that the worst coach in NFL history couldn't even win with. Got rid of the best player, got rid of a receiver, and he still ended up winning sixth game with that team. I I did want Coach Wilkes to receive the job. I can't tell the owner what to do with his money. 
But as for me, I think I'm done with the NFL. This is just showing us that a black man would not be a head coach on these teams like they should be or even get the opportunity to do that job. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate the phone call, Josh. Wes, I know you had some thoughts. I mean, that's the mentality of a lot of African-Americans in this community right now. And, folks, a lot of guys on this team feel the same way. Uh, we know the NFL, that there's no black owners. Uh, there are very few black head coaches. There have been in history very few black coaches. And so this just kind of continues the trend. And it shows, you know, that and, – and I don't care how people feel about it. But in a lot of times for, for, for African-Americans, especially in sports, they get stuck in bad situations. Look who you asked about earlier, Stephen Silas. How much worse of a situation could he be put in? You look at Steve Wilkes. You talk about the trade of Christian McCaffrey. You talk about them just getting rid of guys who obviously looked like they were going to tank. And he even said as much after they beat Seattle. And so I felt, and many people felt maybe he should not have said that, but it was obvious to outsiders that the Panthers were looking towards next season. And he saved the season. Mm-hmm. as far as giving them a chance to make it to the postseason and how do they reward him by not giving him the job and giving it to a guy who was fired. And like I said, even though, Reich, it might not have been a situation where he deserved to be fired, but it still is what it is. He was a fired head coach. And so this is going to be the mentality of a lot of blacks, African-Americans in this fan base. They're not going to be happy about this. All right, we'll go back to the phone line, 704-570-9610. Chris calling in. Chris, welcome to the program, man. We appreciate you calling in. What's on your mind? Hey, how you doing? Um, well, first of all, if you look at the history of the NFL, I think there's been less than 20 black head coaches in the NFL, if I'm not sure. But um, I do believe they did give um, Wilkes, um, they didn't give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, like I said, any other coach, no problem. Come on, head in, interview, whatever. And that's how I feel about it. We appreciate the phone call from Chris coming in. And I think Frank Reich being the hire here, Wes, is the one that puts that type of thinking on full display. Because if you're going with Sean Payton, then it's hard to argue with that resume. Even if you have the trade assets that you're absolutely paying the price for by giving up a first-round pick, reports are about the NFC South tax that you're going to have to give up multiple first-round picks. Sean Payton has the resume that you would understand getting the job over anybody. Mm -hmm. But Frank Reich, I think that is the one that puts this specific issue of white coaches getting the benefit of the doubt on full display because of Frank Reich's impressive resume in some respects, but also not so impressive that he is the foregone conclusion as soon as he is a part of the candidate pool. Yeah, I mean, the NFL has had over over 500 head coaches in its history. Only 24 of them have been black. And it just points to uh, just just the stigma with that. You talk about the black quarterback, the black head coach. They've always felt like that the African-American quarterback and head coach were not smart enough to understand how to win, how to process information, how to be cerebral. And it doesn't matter how they try to put it or what they try to do. Their true colors always show. You put in the Rooney Rule to try to uh, increase the chances of candidates. The white, rich owners don't care. They say, well, yeah, we will follow your rule to an extent. They may come in. They may be impressive candidates. But at the end of the day, I'm still going to get a white man to run my organization and be the head coach. And we see it time and time again. And for anybody that denies it, I don't care what you say. I don't care what you call in 
phone call, what you try to say is not about race, but the stats are right there in your face. You can't deny it. You can't run from it. And this is just another case of that. Yeah. Feel free to call in 704-570-9610. Continue to, uh, continue to do so. Biscuit and gravy. One of the better names out there. Biscuits and gravy. Also one of my favorite breakfast dishes of all time. Also calling in. Appreciate you calling in, man. What's on your mind? Double dubs, man. What's going on? What's up, uh, baby? What's up? This is, uh, man, I'm disappointed we didn't hire a Wilkes. Um, I feel and strongly feel this way that he was the best coach for us. Um, he had that locker room rolling. and uh, and But uh, former Carolina Panthers, uh, uh, Reich, and new uh, head football coach, Reich, um, offensive-minded, that's what Temper wanted. Let's see what happens. I appreciate you guys. Yeah, man, I really appreciate you listening in and calling into the show, that being one, Biscuit and Gravy. And look, a lot of people are writing in that Tepper wanted an offensive mind. It was pretty clear that he wanted to go the offensive direction, especially as soon as we saw D'Amico Ryan say no thank you to any interview because of logistics, because he wanted to prepare for the playoffs. Your San Francisco 49ers, they are still in the postseason. And so that makes all the sense in the world. So does wanting to go for an offensive mind because that has been the trend of the league lately. And Frank Reich does have success as an OC with two different squads. Mm -hmm. And then as the head coach in offensive mind with one particular squad in the Indianapolis Colts. And by the way, if you think about it, it's not Bill Belichick. Check. It's not Sean Payton, but I will say this about Reich five years. It's not a short time with a franchise, especially when you have one year of a quarterback every single season that you coach for that squad. And so I actually think that is some more credit to Frank Reich. The fact that you did have five years a part of an organization, because it is hard to hold on to a job these days in any sport, especially the NFL. Yeah, man. And so, uh, I mean, this, this is just a fantastic day to be working in sports. Uh, one thing or another, but again, and we'll see to our conversation that that we had before, you know, what are the players going to say about this? I'm mm-hmm. interested to see, is anybody going to have a spicy opinion? Because, you know, we heard a lot of talk and a lot of stuff coming out of the bank and guys saying that Coach Wilkes should get the job and, you know, that, that, that guys will be angry, et cetera, et cetera. So that's the thing I'm waiting on too. What player, how many players are going to come out and say, you know, whatever it is that they feel about this situation. Uh, let's go to Rob on the phone line now. Rob, thanks for calling in, talking about the head coaching decision that has come to an end. Frank Reich is the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers. What's on your mind, Rob? First of all, thank you for taking my call. Uh, before I start, before I get into my point, I just want to say congratulations to Frank Reich. I feel uh, bad for Steve Wilkes. You guys that get the music reference uh, from, JV, uh, from Jay-Z, uh, this pretty much is the story of O.J., and then I wish that they could kind of look at Greg Roman and uh, maybe Eric Bieniemy as the OC going forward. I'll take it off the air. Yeah, thanks for the phone call, Rob. We already talked about Eric Bieniemy. If yeah. he indeed is looking for a different landscape, to have two offensive minds, especially with the acumen that Bieniemy has been able to develop under someone like Andy Reid, and we've seen success from the Andy Reid coaching tree before, that would be something I'm in favor of. You do have to feel bad about Steve Wilkes not getting this job, especially with the city ties that he has to Charlotte growing up here, having been a defensive back coach during the Super Bowl run, and then being an interim head coach in the city that he grew up in. 
But this is not to say that I think Frank Reich is going to do a poor job. Like, I do like Frank Reich as a coaching candidate, and I do think he probably is one of the better 32 guys in the NFL. I did think Steve Wilkes would have earned it had he been given that title as well. Yeah, I mean, we talk about all the time what a big intangibles guy that I am as sports, man. And sometimes, you know, DMX had a saying, and and I'm not saying that Tepper did dirt, but I'm just saying sometimes when you make a bad decision or you don't do right by somebody, man, sometimes... It might not work out, and I'm not, you know, Maybe not. wishing that on him or whatever. We're going to see, but all I'm saying is that we better see dynamic offense from the Panthers to justify this hire because he can't come in running the football and playing defense and think that, that, that that's going to be okay. Like, if you're bringing in an offensive mind and talk about the analytics and all that stuff, then he better be – as that he better be him, as the kids like to say. He better be him on offense as far as play calling and just bringing some things to the table, putting defenses uh, on their heels with the keeping them off balance with the things that he's doing. Because otherwise, like I said, you did make a mistake and you should have kept the guy you had. Would be interesting to see if Kellen Moore could be that guy that I know was kind of in the dark, possibly about getting this head coaching job. Maybe he could be a part of the staff. Still, a lot of questions left unanswered, and hopefully, we get those as the day rolls on. William calling in seven zero four. 570-9610. William, you're on the Wesson Walker Show, man. Thanks for calling. What's on your mind? Hey, good afternoon, guys. Appreciate you taking the call. I will make my comments and take uh, take your response off the air. Wilkes earned a job, hands down. If you're not going to go Sean Payton, what else does the man have to do? He didn't get. He didn't have any draft picks. He had no say in that. It wasn't his coaching staff. He had no McCaffrey. He had no quarterback. He still comes out six and six. What do you say to that? I mean, the guy earned the job, hands down. He should have got the job. It's not against Reich, but Wilkes earned it at the least. Maybe he'll come in as the defensive coordinator. Who knows? But I don't see how you can't give the job to the man because, in my opinion, he just absolutely earned it. Thank you guys for taking my call, and I'll listen to your response off the air. Yeah, thank you so much, William. Awesome phone call. Uh, Wes, this is how a lot of people are going to feel. You've mentioned it a lot of times. The players that were all in favor for Steve Wilkes to get this head coaching job, they're going to feel exactly like William did. What else could you have conceivably thought Steve Wilkes could do with this roster? Because I didn't expect him to go two games above 500. I am surprised. I am that he was able to go 500 with the roster that was given to him, especially not having an off season, not having some of the advantages that a coach will have when they know they're going to be the head coach before a season starts as much as they uh, are given, you know, some of that, uh, some of those rights right before. So Steve Wilkes wasn't awarded that. A lot of people are going to feel like William. Well, two things here too: the human side of it. A lot of people feel bad for Coach Wilkes because a lot of us get up and go to work every day and have to do jobs in bad situations and do a great job every day. And we want to get what we earn. You want to be paid, uh, compensated for your work, for your time, and so. A lot of people can look at it from the human side to that, that this man came in, turned nothing to something, and he should have been rewarded for that because we all want that in life. But then also when you look at it too, just, uh, you know, when you talk about the race aspects of it, it just shows again where it's like no matter what you do, this is what they think about you. I mean, look at Coach Caldwell, took the Lions, an organization that has been abysmal to say the least, and had the best record there of any coach during his tenure, took him to the playoffs, and, you know, had back-to-back winning seasons, fired. Now Coach Wilkes comes in in a situation where they did everything they could to tank. 
and he re- had them on the cusp of the playoffs. Fired. So like this last caller said, what do you have to do? It shows you that no matter what as an African-American coach, that's what they think about you. You're still not good enough no matter what situation that you're put in. All right, let's try to go rapid fire maybe a couple of times here before we are up against a break. One more <laughs> segment after that. Kyle Bailey going to have you covered on everything from 3 to 6 p.m. right here on 92.7 FM WFNZ. But instead now we will go to, is it Philly Nate? It says Philly Nada. So Philly Nate, a.k.a. Frank Reich is how it's listed to me on my monitor here. Philly Nate or Frank Reich, as I should say. What's on your mind, man? Thanks for calling. A.K.A. Frank Wright expert. Listen, guys, I, I don't know what's wrong with the Charlotte fan base. Actually, I do. Ignorance is bliss here. Frank Wright's a great coach. I mean, let's rewind what he did with Carson Wentz. Made him an MVP caliber player and then won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles, who might I add, after he left Frank Wright, was nothing. A complete zero after that. This Charlotte fan base needs to pump the brakes. Wilkes was never going to be the guy. It was naive to even think that, and it has nothing to do with race. David Tepper wanted to go out and make a splash and bring an offensive mind in. Let's look at the last four teams in the league right now. The, the Bengals, Chiefs, Eagles, Niners. All offensive minds leading those squads. You have to score points in this league. And they went out and they got a great coach who's going to come in. I'm going to tell you that you're either going to bring Derek Carr in are you guys going to draft a QB and watch this guy blossom? I may actually root for you folks now. <laughs> okay, I don't know what to make of that phone call, but we appreciate it. Is this a splash? I think not. Yeah, I would not say that this yeah, is a I splash hire either. It was one of the more toned down hires if yeah. you're talking about Mike Kafka or Shane Steichen, who, yes, I guess does kind of come from the Frank Reich tree if you go down the list from Frank Reich, yeah. Nick Sirianni, Shane Steichen. Ben Johnson, I, simp- I absolutely would have called that a uh, a splash higher as well. Um, but Frank Reich has, has been somebody, if, I don't know if it's a splash, if you recycle someone with a sploosh. record that is still a sploosh. <laughs> I believe that's the foot spray that they had on a hole <laughs> from zero. I believe that was it. All right, last one, possibly, before we take a break, trying to get to all these phone calls that we possibly can. Daryl called in to the phone line, 704-570-9610. Daryl dialing in. We appreciate your phone call, Daryl. What do you have to say about the Panthers naming Frank Frank Reich, their head coach. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a terrible one. It says two things about Temple. One, he doesn't have a good post on the team. The players wanted it, and we know players play for coaches. He waited too long to get rid of Matt Rule, and those same players weren't playing for Matt Rule. Then you change the voice, and they're playing their asses off for uh, for Wilkes. And they're coming out. When are players coming out and saying, we want Wilkes? Even before the season was over, we want Wilkes. Former players are telling us, former campus players, we want Wilkes. This is absolutely about race, one, and two. It's saying that Temper doesn't give a damn about the post of the team. And congratulations to Wilkes because he got a chance to show that as a black coach, he could be put in a, a, a bad situation or controversial situation and do, his, do a damn good job. Hopefully he gets a head coaching job somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the phone call, Daryl. Really appreciate you dialing in. And just a couple things to clean up before we move on to the last segment. You talk about, um, I'm seeing some tweets and some text here about what's going to happen with Steve Wilkes now that he's Mm -hmm. not named the head coach. Well, we saw Sheena Quick, who put out there on Twitter, I think yesterday, 
that the Falcons are, quote, monitoring the situation with Steve Wilkes and Al Holcomb. Julian Council, Locked On Panthers podcast, so a Locked On teammate. I trust his tweeting. He put this out as far as what happens with Steve Wilkes. Mike Garofalo of the NFL Network is saying that the Falcons could be interested in bringing both Wilkes and Al Holcomb to the city of Atlanta. Julian also putting out there that Ian Rappaport, who I have not seen this yet, right? We're doing a radio show, can't watch on TV. That's why I'm reading from Julian. Mm -hmm. But he said that Ian Rappaport says to look at Gus Bradley as a possible D.C. He is still under contract in Indianapolis right now. So just kind of looking at some of those details that are at the very preliminary stages of today, we could find out more information as we go on throughout today, tomorrow. We got you covered right here. Wesson Walker, Sports Radio, 92.7 FM. Kyle Bailey Show going to be coming up at 3 o'clock too. We're up against a break. We'll come back. We'll continue to keep it focused right here on the Panthers naming Frank Reich, their permanent head coach. Wesson Walker, Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. We're going to jump right in. It's Wesson Walker, the last segment before we hand off the baton to the Kyle Bailey Show. He'll be with you from 3 to 6 p.m., of course, alongside Smoke Ludwig. Sorry if I can't get to any of your texts. They're coming in rapid fire, 704-570-9610. That is the Garage Door Guru text line that I will be reading from here in just a moment. I did want to run through these phone calls, though, real quick. So we have three more phone callers, and that's all we can take before we hand off the baton. Special K did dial in to, uh, to talk a little bit more about the coaching decision that Frank Reich will be the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Special K, go ahead, man. What's on your mind? Yeah, thank you for taking my call. Uh, I think this is just one of the worst decisions that David Tepper could have made. I don't know what more Steve Wilkes could have done to earn the job. Uh, he did a phenomenal job, and I believe weeks ago David Tepper said that the next coach would have to do either a phenomenal or extraordinary job, and that's exactly what Steve Wilkes did. The players wanted to play for him, so there's really no other reason you can point to than race. I agree with Wes's comments, and it's time for people to start addressing it. Thank I'll you, girl. Special K, great phone call. Appreciate you calling in and talking about the coaching decision. Ray to Rib also calling in to share Thoughts on the Panthers coaching decision, Frank Reich being that new head coach. Ray to Rib, what do you have to say about the coaching decision? Ray, you there? I guess he doesn't have anything to say. All right, Ray to Rib called in, but we did not uh we did not hear his thoughts. Last one before we can uh, share some commentary more ourselves. Tyrone also dialed in to the phone line. Tyrone, what do you think about Frank Reich being the new head coach? Um, yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Uh this is a sad day for me when uh, hiring a coach depends on the color and not what how his performance on the field is. The players wanted to play for Steve. He actually had a winning record if you take out the Atlanta helmet toss off. And it just sends a message that no matter what you really do, it all depends on what an owner wants to do. And it takes us back to the 60s where we're looking at, you know, something that something that we thought was gone. You know, people judging only on their color and not on equality. Yeah, Tyrone, appreciate the phone call, man. Yeah, 704-570-9610, trying to get to some of these texts as well. And, Ty, look, 
There are a lot of people writing in the Garage Door Guru text line right now. A lot of people agree with most of our callers, by the way, who have mm-hmm. had a problem with Steve Wilkes not getting the job and uh-huh. that a black person like Steve Wilkes, a minority candidate, was not awarded mm-hmm. despite going 500 after Matt Rule was fired. But you can disagree with it all you want to. The fact of the matter is David Tepper has to deal with the aspect that a large portion of the fan base, a, a not insignificant portion of the fan base, does feel like Steve Wilkes had earned it and there is something out outside of what you do on the football field that dictated you giving this job to Frank Reich. And that's something David uh, David Tepper is going to have to answer. And you know what? Some pressure on Frank Reich, by the way. Like more on Frank Reich, I believe, than there kind of was with Steve Wilkes, because now you're taking over a job that somebody at least went 500 with, right? In a, in a in a situation that he was not prepared for, at least as much as he could be at the beginning of the season. What did you make of some of those phone calls as we wind it down? Well, another thing I'll point to, you know, for the callers that are going to swear up and down that, you know, race has nothing to do with it. Just look at the Brian Flores lawsuit. Uh, Just look at what was said there, how he was treated. He has to be relegated to looking for defensive coordinator jobs after two straight winning seasons in Miami. They got him out of there, got the new coach that was supposed to be that deal, Mike McDaniel. And what did he do? He went nine and eight. And so you, you, you heard the things in that lawsuit that the NFL is certainly sweeping under the rug. When you heard Hugh Jackson and others talk about how they were told by owners to lose games, they were incentivized to lose games. So it's like you can't sit there and try to say that, oh, people are just making this stuff up. You saw it in a lawsuit that they've been keeping as quiet as a mouse. Um, so when you when you add that stuff in, you look at what happened to Wilkes there. You look at what's been happening with the Houston Texans. But now, like I said, you look at this situation in which a man was given. It's just like the movie Major League when the owner was trying to take everything away from the team to incentivize them to win. And this is what happened to Steve Wilkes. And I know I joke, you know, I'm not a Panthers fan of things of that nature, but I still see what's going on. I'm still going to be unbiased when talking about this team. He was given this team was given every incentive to be up in that top two or top three drafting for the NFL draft. And what did he do? He had this team on the cusp of the playoffs. I would love to hear. I can't wait to hear Tepper's reasoning for why he hired him over Steve Wilkes, because it's going to be a lot of nonsense being spewed. Well, but look, I, I yeah, I agree that Steve Wilkes has all the reason to be frustrated. A hundred percent of the reason would have been my first choice. If you look at Frank Reich, there is an offensive scheme in which he's been successful when we were breaking down these profiles. Right. And so while Frank Reich is somebody that comes in having not done what Steve Wilkes did with this group of players who clearly did want the interim coach to remove the interim title and David Tepper to put the permanent next to that coaching job. Like if you look at what Frank Reich has done, I like his ability to work with young quarterbacks. Like I like the fact that he worked with an experienced quarterback in Phillip Rivers was there the first couple of seasons with Carson Wentz and had him by far performing the best in that second year. And think about that, too. Like, if we are going to talk about Frank Reich, I completely understand a lot of the people's problems with not hiring Steve Wilkes. Yeah. I share some of those problems. I share a lot of those problems. But Frank Reich does have a pretty interesting profile when you look at coaching Carson Wentz making that jump from his rookie year. Sure. To his second year in the league and taking the league by storm and then having to transition all of that to Nick Foles, uh, a guy that had one year with Chip Kelly and then it all went horribly wrong to beating Tom Brady, going to the Indianapolis Colts, not having any quarterback that would stay there longer than one season. Mm -hmm. Jacoby Brissett. That was an average offense when it came to points scored with Jacoby Brissett as your QB. And then when you did not have a prolific passer like Andrew Luck, you adapted your offense 
dealing with a fantastic offensive line. You go out and you address the running back spot by drafting Jonathan Taylor. And boom, you become one of the best rushing offenses in all of the NFL. So there are things to like with his ability to adapt an offensive system, with his ability to work with old and young QBs, and to bring the best out of them. But you're right, I completely understand why anybody would be calling in frustrated with the fact that Steve Wilkes did not get this job. So, Frank Reich, your new head coach. We're done on Wesson Walker. It's the Kyle Bailey Show coming up next from 3 to 6 p.m. Keep it right here for all the coverage on the Panthers' decision at head coach. Kyle Bailey coming up, Sports Radio 92.7 FM, WFNZ.